What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteX.com. So you probably heard the saying, what's old is new again. Not quite. Sometimes what's old deserves to be old and never come back again. However, today we're going to talk about six muscle growing techniques that have stood the test of time and deserve to be shared here yet again today because you can continue to still see gains from using them. That means, however, we're going to throw away the things that don't work and the things that should have gone away a long time ago, including Zubas training pants and fanny packs and maybe even the shake weight. What we're going to do is... I can't, I can't, guys. He, you've, you've been asking for him. Have you seen this? It's Strongman Jesse here to help out with the video and teach you some old techniques that have helped my gains back in the old days to help you today. How can I help you today, Jeffrey? How about you can get out of my video for, first and foremost? Okay, I'll see you in the B-roll. Also, don't forget, although the shake weight is gone, the movement pattern is very important. I like to practice it every day. You guys are responsible for this. You asked where he was, he could have stayed away as far as I'm concerned. With that being said guys, it's time to break down these six techniques that we need to start learning from and we're going to do that here right now. Alright guys, we kick off this list of six with a training principle that has stood the test of time for good reason and that is the utilization of ground-based compound movements. If you look back in the day, it doesn't matter whether the exercise was being performed by lifting something off the ground or by dragging something on the ground, it was the fact that everything done was ground-based. And we talk about it here all the time on this channel, and that is, if you want to look like an athlete, you got to train like an athlete, and athletes train with their feet on the ground at every single opportunity. They avoid the leg extension machines, they avoid the seated concentration curls, they look for something that's going to have a bigger bang for its buck, and so should you. That means performing exercises that are explosive performing exercises that don't necessarily have to pick the weight up off the ground to initiate them, but actually generates the force from the ground up. Utilizing ground reaction forces in the entire kinetic chain that pass through multiple joints and muscles to allow them to work together in a way they prefer in the first place. Guys, if you have somehow allowed this to drift away from your training approach, make sure you start right here and you start to re-include them again in your workouts. Alright, so if number one was the inclusion of ground-based compound movements, usually done bilaterally, then 1A is and always will be the inclusion of additional work that's done unilaterally. Why? Because we know, and so did those that lifted a long time ago, that the value of lifting unilaterally is going to be something that cannot be replaced any other way. If we look at some of these old school exercises like the twisting side press or the one-arm barbell overhead press, we realize right away why they are so popular because they are incredibly effective exercises for hitting the core hard and they are incredibly effective to this day. Utilizing unilateral exercises is something that should never go away no matter how obsessed you come with your bilateral strength based training. And we know that and we know if we train athletes that we need to incorporate and include these types of things. If you look at something like the dumbbell offset lunge, we realize the value this has in challenging the hips in the frontal plane that the sagittal plane exercises alone do not do. We realize that performing a one-arm row in this fashion not only allows us to train the lats in a very effective way, but it does so by allowing the core to participate in this exercise, by not separating it, by trying to include it into all the movements that we do because we know how important it is to what we do. Guys, never abandon the unilateral work. Make sure it's being included as part of your overall training approach. Alright, moving on to principle number three. Another thing we know about old school strongman training was it wasn't just about moving weight but moving the most important weight and that is the weight of your own body. If you look back at some of the things that were being done, this was a high achievement. 
being able to do and perform calisthenics, which date back all the way to ancient Greece, is something that was a prerequisite, especially if your, your role and your background was in acrobatics or in gymnastics. You needed to know how to manipulate your own body in space. That is a training principle that I don't care how many years we look ahead in the future, you're still going to want to be able to do that as well. You cannot impress me with just being able to lift a barbell off of the ground. If you can do that but you cannot manipulate your own body in space, you have wasted an opportunity to actually realize your true strength potential. I want to see you start including calisthenics or bodyweight movements into at least some aspect of your training because we know the value here. Now whether or not it's performing exercises like these or performing more stability exercises like this, the fact is strength is strength and it translates very well if you're able to utilize that strength with your own body in space. If you're an athlete, you're going to need to be able to master this. If you're not an athlete, you're still going to be able to benefit from this. Never overlook the value and lasting benefits that training with your own body weight and mastering it will have for you. Alright, so if you look at what some might call the sillier aspects of old school strongman training, you might see some exercises like this. You know, exercise where you're trying to move something that won't move. Or maybe even bend or squeeze something that's not going to bend. What is the value here and does it really apply to us today? The answer is yes. This is isometric training. And while isometric training is not necessarily the end all be all for building muscle, what it does do is it enhances our ability to recruit muscle fibers to the action that we're doing, which will help us and carry over to all the exercises we do where we actually are performing concentric movements. So if you look at an exercise like this, these are called overcoming isometrics and there's a huge value to them. What we're doing is we're allowing ourselves to create the number one most important element to any type of muscle and that is tension. We know that tension is the currency with which our muscles speak. If we can generate more tension, we get more out of our muscles, more work done, more reason for growth. Beyond that though, as I mentioned earlier, we're getting a more efficient recruitment of motor units to the job at hand. And we know we can take this into any other exercise we do. We can take this into a deadlift. We can take this into a squat. We can take this into the bottom portion of a bench press. When we need to get the bar off of our chest, if we have a more efficient patterning for recruiting muscle fibers to the task at hand, we're going to be able to do that with more force, more power, and more strength. That is why you want to make sure that you're not overlooking isometrics as something that's outdated, not to be done anymore. It needs to be included in your training as well. Okay, number five actually has more to do with mindset than it does to a certain approach, but it's no less important to the results that you're going to see now and forever. And that is, how are you looking at the work that you're doing in the gym? Is it exercise or is it training? You might be asking yourself, what's the difference? I'm moving. No, no. When you move with a purpose, you're training. When you just do exercise and you move your body around with no actual flow to what it is you're doing, no progression to what you're doing, no systemization of where you're going, where you've been and where you're trying to get to, then you're not doing enough. And if you look back at the old school strongmen, they did this with a purpose. They trained. They logged what they were doing. There was a progression to what they were lifting. There was a reason for it. I want you guys to make sure that no matter what method you're using, old school or new school like this, the fact is you need to know where you've been, know where you want to be, and have a plan for getting there. And finally, number six, you know, there's nothing more important to me than putting the science back in strength. And we know that over the years, we've been afforded some pretty great advancements in that arena. We know that we've got new calculators, new formulas, new strategies to apply to our training that have never been seen before. However, it all dates back to the oldest formula in the book, and that is intensity plus consistency equals results. I don't care how far back you want to go, it's always going to come down to intensity and consistency. And what I mean by that, guys, is you can train as hard as you want, 
But if you can't consistently put together those type of efforts, then you're not going to see results. Or on the contrary, you can be incredibly consistent, but if you have a low level effort, no intensity in what you do, you are also not going to get results. The magic lies in being able to take the right intensity and apply it in the right way consistently, knowing when to step on the gas just a little bit more, knowing when to sort of step on the brake a little bit more and manipulate your volumes over the course of time, again dating back to that actual training. But the fact is, you need to be able to bring both to the table at all times or you're not going to get the results you see. I don't care how far back you want to look or how far forward you want to look, guys. You know I'm going to tell it to you as it is. You've got to make sure that you're bringing both if you really want to get where you want to be. So there you have it, guys. There are six things that you can rely on to stand the test of time for a long time to come. And that is whether it's a mindset that you need to bring to your training or whether it's a training strategy that you need to implement. Hold today. On, Jeff, let me you, get back to you. Need, you guys, if you're looking for a program that puts the science back in strength, head over to athletics.com right now. In the meantime, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, click on the notifications so that you never miss a video. And I'll be back Hopefully here. This isn't distracting for you. I'll be back here in a couple days. See you guys. <laughs>